narcissists count on your fears so that guilt becomes the excuse not to thrive forward. Learn the value of detachment without disconnecting from yourself. This way, you will experience a checkmate rather than a stalemate. Hi, I'm Cassandra. Welcome to the Luminous Star channel. Actually, welcome to the Luminous Star podcast, okay? I'm kind of getting my stuff mixed up here because you can also find me on the Luminous Star channel on YouTube. And I certainly hope if you haven't already, you will come by and visit that channel. And thank you, all of you who are current subscribers, for your support and your subscription. Okay, so today I'm going to be talking about uh, how sometimes the narcissist or the narcissist personality will use a tactic, right, to guilt trip you, to keep you stuck in that relationship. Okay, perhaps you're feeling, especially over this holiday, you're feeling guilty about making the choice to thrive forward because you know that relationship isn't going anywhere. Okay, I want to go ahead and uh, thank everyone for being with me today or tonight. And I certainly hope you are taking care of yourself as well as each other. Right now, there are events going on over the planet, okay, all over the world that has some of us realizing that mental health is more important now than ever. Connections, meaningful connections are more important than ever, okay? And it starts with the self. So if you're having a great relationship with yourself, nine times out of 10 chances, you can have great relationships with other people, right? But it takes everyone making that choice. All right, so the value of detachment. And this is something that is going to be very valuable because when narcissists start to guilt trip you, well, you don't want to find yourself doubting, okay? Doubting your sanity, doubting your choices, doubting who you are, because that's part of the gaslighting technique that a lot of narcissists use, okay? So when they start to see signs of your growth, well, this more than likely is a direct threat to their uh, false self images from that of a victim to a martyr to a saint, okay? So uh, just be mindful of that. Because narcissists, especially during this time of the year, you know, the holidays, the, holidays, the family-oriented holidays, um, this can run amok. This can boil to the surface because then you're talking about emotions, you know, emotions being raw sometimes. Sometimes things bubbling to the surface that perhaps you or someone else has been holding back for a long time. And it's very interesting that usually during family-oriented holidays, these things rear their ugly heads. So just be cognizant of this. Some of you right now are experiencing uh, perhaps certain people or someone around you who doesn't, uh, you know, they may be salty. They may not be, um, you know, they may be upset with your decision to go ahead and thrive forward, to discontinue loaning your energy to a relationship that's not going anywhere. Okay. So sometimes what's going to happen, they may get started on trying to guilt trip you, right? Instead of looking at their part in your growing in different directions. I'm going to stress the word growing. Okay. You're, you're not going necessarily in different directions. You're growing in different directions. Why? Because you're making a choice. They're making a choice. But isn't it funny sometimes how some narcissists or those with a narcissistic personality or narcissistic tendencies that are maligning, they like to guilt trip others who are making choices that they have every right to make. So, you know, some of you may have decided that it is best not to continue the narcissist relationship. You have accepted that you are outgrowing that relationship or those relationships. Most of us who deal with narcissist relationships, we have more than one. Okay, because sometimes, you know, you have to include the professional relationships that may have narcissistic or showing narcissistic traits or behavior patterns. Okay. And then sometimes when we're going through this, especially during the family oriented holidays, it can become very depressing. Energetically it's heavy. 
And some people may feel stuck. They don't know which way to go. They don't know what to do. Well, in this episode, hopefully I will say something that will assist you in having an eureka moment or an aha moment, right? Or the light bulb will go off for you. And it's okay. You know, we all have challenging times in relationships. Even the best of relationships will have traces of disagreements, uh, maybe even dysfunction, um, a conflict. And I really feel sorry. Not, I mean, I'm probably going to sound like I'm, a, I'm judging here, but I feel sorry for people who, you know, I feel some compassion for people who actually believe that it is their duty, their responsibility to totally avoid relationships that show any signs of healthy disagreements of, uh, people just not seeing eye to eye on something. So they think they it's best to throw the baby out with the bath water. Wait a minute. You're just having a disagreement. You just don't see eye to eye on something. And this could be several things, but guess what? That could be a potentially a healthy relationship. It could be a health, forget potentially. It could be a healthy relationship otherwise. Just because people disagree doesn't mean that it's horrible. It doesn't mean it's a narcissist relationship. It doesn't make it a narcissist relationship. I'm probably going to save that for another episode. What consists of a narcissist relationship or what constitutes as a narcissist relationship versus a relationship that's healthy, but it's just disagreements and conflicts that can be resolved. What what are the differences? Because some people, believe it or not, they get it confused. They misconstrue it. Okay. it's, It's just, you know, to me, it's just sad. But uh, I digress. When it comes when it comes down to the value of detachment. Now, recently I did a uh, episode on that, right? I even did some videos on this. But the value of detachment is very powerful. But in this episode, it correlates with what I really want to talk about, and that is feeling guilty for making the choice to not have a narcissist relationship anymore. Okay, so uh, this is something that a lot of people are grappling with right now during the family-oriented holidays, such as Christmas, you know, Thanksgiving. We had that already. Christmas, okay, we just had that. And New Year's is coming up. Okay, family-oriented holidays. So a lot of things are probably going to be bubbling to the surface. So I want to encourage you to take care of yourself at this time. There are some people I'm quite certain that are not agreeing with your choice to go ahead and discontinue having relationships that are not going anywhere. And you have been in these, perhaps you've been in these relationships for a long time, many years, right? Well, what has come of those what has come of those relationships now here's a better question how have you changed due to having those relationships that's going to be one of the critical questions right there and uh you know i'm going to suggest you jot this one down critical question number one or okay critical question what has become no i was going to say something i was going to say something else. no i'm not ready for that one yet Okay, I'm just going to rephrase the question I just asked. Okay, so here it is. How has that relationship with whoever it is, right? How has it shaped you thus far? How has that relationship contributed to your life? What has it really done for you by having that relationship? Now, I know I just, you know, I just gave a ver- various versions of that question. But the bottom line is this. Here's, here's the purpose of that question is to help you to see or to clarify what effect that relationship has had on you thus far. That's very important. Why? Because that's going to zap or wipe out any guilt that you may feel creeping up the next time the narcissist is attempting to make you feel guilty for the choice you made to discontinue the relationship with him or her. Now, this doesn't necessarily have to be a narcissist. I'm going to do something a little different today. It can just be a dysfunctional relationship, period. You have come to realize it's a dysfunctional relationship. 
that it, it, there's no resolution. There's not any restitution. People are not coming together to make atonement. Here's the thing I want to share with you about that. Everyone is making a choice. And I'm, I'm speaking of all adults here. Okay. So everyone's making a choice. Please keep that in mind because what a narcissist will try to do is to get you to feel guilty. Therefore having you carry that whole situation. Why would you do that? That's the second critical question. Why would you carry the narcissist relationship on your shoulders? Why would you? That's, a, and I'm going to go ahead and add another question to that question. Two pronged question to the second question. What would be the purpose of you carrying the narcissist relationship? Why are you carrying it? Why would you carry it? Why would you shoulder it? What has it done for you? So I'm just really going with the critical questions today because I think this is very important because once a person answers, and I've done this by the way, once a person answers these critical questions, it's going to bring clarity. And more than likely with that clarity, it's going to be a peace of mind, balance and harmony. Not necessarily with the narcissist, but you will see it in your own life. Now, isn't that one of the best gifts that you can give yourself during the holiday season? Instead of spending thousands, possibly thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars on the narcissist trying to make them happy when they're not going to be appreciative of your gift anyway. Just think about it. <laughs> you know, which one is better to give yourself a gift or to give the narcissist a gift? Just, just think about that scenario for a minute. Which one is better, even in the long run? Now, I didn't say it was going to be easy to do this, but which one in the long run is more rewarding? Yeah, you know, but that critical question, the second critical question, I think well, all of these critical questions are profound, I think, because it's going to provide you clarity in the other host of things that I mentioned. But when you start to feel creep, that, 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 that guilt creeping up, I want you to challenge yourself to make choices that will naturally bring about necessary change. Naturally meaning the narcissist is not manipulating anything. Because a lot of us who have been in narcissist relationships, <laughs> we know that a person who has a narcissistic personality, they will get, to, I mean, they will go to town on trying to manipulate a situation in their favor. So this is what I mean by naturally coming about. That means the, the narcissist is not interfering. And not only that, you're not interfering. You're not getting in your own way. You are challenging yourself to make choices that will naturally bring about necessary changes. Those necessary changes are probably going to bring a little bit more challenges around, but it is all to suit you. It is all to go in your favor. It is all for you to be successful with effectively thriving forward past narcissistic relationships because you don't want to end up back in those relationships. You don't want to continue to be a narcissist magnet. I'm quite certain you don't want to continue to uh, look at certain relationships and they're appealing to you because they're familiar, but yet you have not realized and I'm not saying because you know no nobody's being you know stupid or anything like that no a lot of us have found out that we are familiar with certain people places and things that are not healthy so you haven't perhaps you haven't made the connection that what you what those things about a relationship that you find appealing are familiar but they're not healthy perhaps that hasn't that connection that that it hasn't clicked for you yet it's okay because we've all gone through that. Yours truly have gone through that at one time. The things that we are familiar with, the people we are familiar with, the places we are familiar with, sometimes are very unhealthy. And it keeps us stuck. It keeps us stuck. So there's a stalemate rather than a checkmate. When you value detachment, 
without disconnecting from self, you have just checkmated. You're not stalemate. It is impossible to be stalemate, even if the other person involved does not agree with your choice. If they are continuing to uh, show signs of not listening or validating or even agreeing with your choice, okay, they don't have to agree. They don't have to agree with your choice. They don't even have to understand why you've made the choice. You're not here to nurse, babysit, pacify anyone's feelings, anyone's ego. No, really, think about that. Let that sink in for a minute. Especially, and really, that goes double for the narcissist. Where is it written that you are supposed to save them? fix them, rescue them. But see, they will get busy sometimes on trying to guilt trip you into believing, gaslighting you into believing that that is what your mission in life is. That is your purpose for being alive, according to the narcissist. But that's just not true, is it? No. So when it comes down to value, so so valuing right? Detachment or finding value in detachment without disconnecting from self, that is very powerful because that is a direct reflection of your demonstrating your growth and outgrowing narcissist relationships without arguing with anyone, without perhaps uh, pursuing anyone and Attempting to help them understand and overstand and understand your choices. Guess what? As an adult, you're not obligated nor responsible for that. There are people who are not going to understand and overstand and understand why you choose what, who, or where you choose. Guess what? That's not your issue. As cold as that may sound, I want to flip that around for you. When was the last time, or have you ever known? Here's a better question. I'm going to flip this around by asking this question. When have you ever known your narcissist to stop and consult with you about any choice that they have made? Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So, it goes right back to that question, the critical one of the critical questions that I ask, and I want you to challenge yourself, you know, by asking this question and answering it. Why should you carry the narcissist relationship? Why should you carry it? What is the purpose of you carrying it? Why would you carry it? Because that's what you're doing when you do that. When you're nursing, when you're pursuing the narcissist because you want to be on good terms with him or her or you don't want there to be bad blood or you don't like that energy or that feeling guess what the narcissist or a person who has a narcissistic personality they count on your fears they count on that guilt trip they they count on that They're hoping you're all bent up in a pretzel and you're ready to jump through fiery hoops to make sure that their feelings are not hurt, that they're not confused. No, 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 no. Most of the time, narcissists are not confused. They're crystal clear on why that relationship is over, but they're banking on your fears that they will be hurt about it. So as long as you're engaging with him or her, the back the, the back and forth, the engagement of, of, of making sure that uh, things are fixed, things are good. Th- no, no, no. Re- look at it. You're the only one. Why is it you're doing? You're the only one doing that. Think about it. You're the only one doing that. You're the only one prepping, fixing, going out of your way, going the extra mile, doing the most is. Wh- why? Why are you doing that? And for what? To what? Maintain a narcissistic codependent relationship? Which is a type of a dysfunctional relationship? You can take one word out 
or you can have both words in the narcissistic and the and the codependent. You can have either one of those words in that relationship, or you can have both. It still spells out a dysfunctional relationship that more than likely is reflecting a lack of restitution and resolution. It's not going anywhere. And all parties involved, it may appear like the narcissist is winning because they do toxic relationships, they do dysfunctional relationships, and that seems to be their home, right? Because they're getting the source supply. But it's still self-destructive. It's still destructive. It's still a dysfunctional relationship. How is that good for anyone? That's another critical question. How healthy is your narcissist, not anybody else's, yours, your narcissist relationship or your relationship with narcissistic individuals? You can rephrase it if you like, right? How is that healthy? What is it really doing for you and to you? How is it helping you to have a better quality of life? Does it really do that? From my experience, the narcissist relationship is not even designed to give you peace of mind, harmony, or balance in life at all. It is actually designed to strip you of it. Just just really think about that for a minute and open your heart and feel that for a minute. It's designed to do that. It discourages health. It discourages growth. It discourages a person to live their life to the full. Being bound to someone in such a dysfunctional and toxic way, how is that good for anyone, really, you know? And during this holiday season, it is amazing how some people... Uh, because of this guilt that they may be feeling due to the narcissist tactics, right? Right? They're they're experiencing this guilt, which actually, it doesn't belong to them anyway. It's not even justifiable that they experience the guilt, yet they're experiencing the guilt, perhaps due to what's called a grooming process. Yeah, grooming You can, you know, and recently I heard someone say (laughs) that uh, you can groom yourself. Yeah, sure, you do. But the type of grooming I'm speaking of, it's a grooming process. It's a sort of tactic that can bring about a particular result. And the narcissist likes to groom individuals to experience or feel guilt when it doesn't serve Okay, or or perhaps it does serve them, right? It serves the narcissist, but it doesn't serve the person who feels the guilt. But the guilt becomes the excuse not to thrive forward. Think about that too. When a person is feeling guilty, it becomes an excuse sometimes for them not to continue to thrive forward. Yet they, so in, a, in turn, what's got, what's happening once the person gives up on themselves, once they make the excuse not to thrive forward, what happens? They're focusing and loaning or not really loaning. They're sharing their energy in the narcissist relationship. That's where they're, that's their focal. Okay. That's their focus. That's their focal point. Sadly, for some, their life, that is their focal point, the narcissist relationship, because everything in their life begins to circle around that. They've made the excuse not to thrive forward, and now what's what's happening? What's going on? They're choosing to put their energy, time, and effort, and focus into the narcissist relationship, and everything in their life revolves around that. And who's happy about that? The narcissist, of course. (laughs) Of course. So if you want to experience the checkmate and not the stalemate, I challenge you to start looking at the narcissist relationship in a particular way. 
during this holiday season, there are some people who are facing the challenge of some people not accepting that they are no longer going to continue the narcissist relationship. The narcissist is not taking no for an answer. This can be a mother, a father, an uncle, an aunt, a, a grandparents, siblings. It could be a, a, a co-worker. It could be a boss or, or a supervisor. It could be a business partner. It can be a lover. It could be a fiance, a spouse, a, 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 an ex, whoever it is. Pick one. Pick them all. Some people are going to be quite salty. and They're experiencing this right now. That some people are quite salty or upset that they have decided the relationship can no longer exist in their life. They're not saying that that person doesn't exist. And I'm going to take it further and say they're not even saying that they don't love and care about the person. Some people love and care about the narcissist. That's okay. I'm not judging. However, if that relationship is something they have discovered is not going anywhere, is causing a lot of pain and harm, well, overall and in the long run or long term, how is that serving anyone? Especially if there's children involved. So that guilt trip that I was talking about, see the narcissist will use that tactic to keep people stuck or to influence them to stay stuck in the sunken place of a narcissist relationship instead of thriving forward. And I just spoke about the making excuses not to thrive forward just a second ago. See, it all correlates. It keeps a person stuck. And they and, and on into uh, a new season of life, they're repeating that pattern of having a narcissist relationship. If they're not pursuing a narcissist relationship, then they are almost like a narcissist magnet. They're attracting that into their life. They're open to it. So therefore, they continue to have narcissist relationships from uh, home to their jobs. It's in their traces of narcissist. I mean, it's in their life. Uh, traces of narcissistic behavior is not only on the professional side of their life, but it's on the personal side as well. So the guilt trip is something that we really have to be careful about. I know I I made this, this discovery myself. I had this revelation years ago. That guilt is, is something else. It can have us stuck in the sunken place of a narcissist relationship. So when you make the choice why would you feel guilty? Well, this may sound a little, I don't know. It may sound a little jarring to some people. It may even sound a little weird, but this is something I've discovered. Oh, I realized. And that is, it's a program. Feeling that guilt is something that we are familiar with. Most of us, when it comes to narcissist relationships, it's part, it's an aspect or it's an element of a narcissist relationship, feeling that guilt and carrying the relationship when actually it's not serving you to do so. Why would you carry it? When we are doing something repetitiously, it, be it can become a habit. Unfortunately, sometimes those habits can also become an addiction. And before we know it, we are doing what? We're doing something unconsciously that can easily be constituted as a program. Doing something over and over again so feeling that guilt, when we start to feel that guilt, I say, and this is just my opinion, it, it can ease, it could be a program. In other words, it's not even, you know, there's no real reason behind it or it's not justification behind it. So you're feeling guilty because you've made a choice not to be treated a particular way. Just think about that for a minute. So you've made a choice not to be involved in a relationship that's not going anywhere, which is not healthy for you. Who would be upset by that? Someone who loves and cares about you, they're not going to be upset by that. They're going to accept and they're going to respect that you made the choice to not continue a relationship, even if it was with them. Because it's not going, it's not healthy. People who love and care about you want with what is the best for you. Remember that. People who love and care about you are going to want the best for you and they will accept, more than likely they're going to accept they're going to acknowledge and accept and respect that you have made the choice that the relationship is over. And they're going to look at their part of it they're going to, because you're looking at your part. And it's not you going out into the world saying, is you against them? No, you've simply decided, oh, okay, I'm not going to feel guilty about this anymore. And it does take practice.
practice. Tool number one, practice mindfulness. Tool number one, practice mindfulness. Because see, what this is going to do is going to increase your clarity. So what are some of the elements, actually, what are the four elements to practicing mindfulness? Number one, assertiveness. Number two, emotional discipline. Number three, personal boundaries. Number four, self-preservation. Okay, so when you practice mindfulness, you're gaining clarity, plus you're exercising these other elements that's going to help you to focus on thriving forward. It's going to help you to be effective and successful with thriving forward. Therefore, you're not going to be a narcissist magnet. You're not going to, for instance, you're not going to more than likely find narcissist relationships as appealing anymore. Okay. And at the same time, you're not going to appeal to a narcissist or a person who may have uh, predatory aims or means or narcissistic tendencies that are maligning or over the top, whereas it's damaging not only to themselves, but to other people. Okay, so practice mindfulness. Tool number two, manage your expectations. This is very important, and this is something I still practice to this day. When it comes down to people making choices, just in general, right? They're making choices in life. They are involved with people, all types of relationships, right? So we can't get away from how sometimes when people make choices, it does affect the people around them that they're involved with. Can't help that, okay? Because at the end of the day, we all want the connection. So when it comes down to managing your expectations, it's going to strip away the magical thinking, the wishful thinking, Okay, it's going it's going to help you to take off the rose-colored glasses and see the relationship for what it really is. See the person for who they really are. You're not going to be wishing and hoping that things are different. You're going to accept what is. You're accepting, perhaps some of you have already accepted that you have outgrown the narcissist relationship. And it's okay. It's not the end of the world. But the wishful thinking can actually help people to, uh, I'll just say it like this. When a person is wishful thinking and they're magical thinking, right? This also keeps them stuck in the sunken place of the relationship, of the dysfunctional relationship, of the narcissist relationship, the codependent relationship, you know, what have you. These relationships that are just not going anywhere, Right? The magical thinking and the wishful thinking keeps a person stuck. But another thing it does is it encourages idealizing people that they're involved with. And I don't mean just romantically. I'm talking about family, friends, business partners, co-workers, supervisors, colleagues, associates, you know, whatever. Family situations. It's going to encourage a person to idealize they're too busy idealize they're wishing the person would be a particular way they wish they had something from the person or they wish they can give this person something whatever right all this wishing and magical thinking can keep a person stuck and not only that it discourages him and her or, or her to thrive forward okay so this is what's keeping people especially during the holiday seasons this is what's keeping people stuck in these narcissist relationships because they're hoping and wishing that things are different, but they're not have to take off the rose colored glasses, which leads me on to the third tool. Take off the rose colored glasses, right? <laughs> you have to, right? At the end of the day, it's going to be best to just take off the rose colored glasses. Now, sometimes when we're facing the reality, it's going to be painful, but guess what? In the long run, it's going to probably end up being a lot better for all involved. Find the good in the goodbye. Some of you are already experiencing this, whereas certain people around you or in your past, they're not taking no for an answer. They're not accepting that you have decided that for your overall well-being, 
it is best not to have a relationship with narcissists anymore or narcissist relationship or dysfunctional relationships or codependent relationship, whatever the relationship, whatever the relationship is, but you know, it's not healthy. <laughs> you know, you, you know, it's just not best for you. Right. There are some people, believe it or not, they're not going to accept that. They're, 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 they may even try to make you feel guilty, but guess what? At the end of the day, because you are practicing what mindfulness was one of the elements of mindfulness, emotional discipline, you're practicing emotional discipline. You're in control of your own emotions. It doesn't mean that you're not feeling or expressing emotions. It means that you are in control of your emotions. When a narcissist says or does something, you're not, you're not flying off the handle. And this is not to belittle your experiences. I'm not suggesting that you're wrong for expressing what you feel. No, I'm, I'm actually advocating it. Express what you have experienced. However, it's best, in my opinion, that it's constructive in a constructive set, setting, such as a support group, an online forum, okay, your counselor, your mental health care practitioner, you know, people who are licensed to uh, counsel. It could be a clergyman, a clergywoman, someone cut from the cloth. You know, this can be a part of your support base. These are constructive ways of expressing what you have experienced. The narcissist doesn't care about you expressing what you have experienced as long as they're source supplied. They don't, they, they, they don't care nothing about the connection. It's about the, it's about the control. <clears throat> and that's what I've discovered. This is what I have learned. And this is based off of research and actually interacting with other people who have experienced narcissistic abuse my own experiences. See, I like to compare what I've learned to my own experiences. I just think that's just a, 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 the best way to go. And it, what I have concluded is that, yeah, narcissists, they will, they will try to guilt trip you. Okay. They will guilt trip. They would have you stuck. And it's so easy just to blame them 100%. But at the end of the day, we, we all have to really learn how to control our own emotions. We have to control ourselves. We cannot, at the end of the day, we cannot control everyone. Yeah, and that's and vice versa. Yeah, we have, you know, at the end of the day, we, we give people permission whether or not they're going to uh, be the cause of our having a bad day. So when the narcissist, for instance, and this is just one of the examples, you know, especially during the holidays, this is, this is often what happens. People are receiving uh, packages or gifts or whatever from someone that they have made it clear that the relationship is over, but that person is not listening. They're not accepting the reality that that relationship is over. That's a personal boundary violation, number one. Number two, it is very clear that that person is not accepting your reality versus their reality. Their reality is that um, perhaps they have done something to um, contribute to your not having a relationship with them anymore, right? And, and of course, or perhaps you have accepted that you have also you know, you're part of it too. So, you know, like they say, it takes two to tango. I often think that it takes more than one person to build a relationship and dismantle a relationship. That's the way I see it. And, And, you know, some people may not agree, but I think that most cases it is not one sided. I'll put it like that. So whatever the case is, you have decided for you, it is healthier, it is better, and this is nothing against them, it is better to move forward. They're not accepting that. They're, and they're expressing that by their deeds, sometimes even their words, especially during the Christmas or, you know, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's holiday, family-oriented holidays. They tend to, you know, certain things come to the surface. So let's just say, for instance, some of you who are listening to this, you're going through this right now. There's someone who is expressing that they don't 
respect, they don't accept your choice. And everybody is adult, you know, everybody is grown at this point. Everybody is an adult. We're not talking about children here involved. But let's just say you're dealing with uh, someone, a loved one, and they, they're not accepting that you have decided it's, this is just best for you to move on. And they're taking it pretty hard. Number one, you're, you're not responsible for nursing their feelings or their ego. Please understand that. You're not responsible. You have more than likely given the warning that this is what was going to happen if they did not treat you better, if they were not interested in meeting you halfway or, or coming all the way together to make atonement, maybe reconciliation. The prerequisite of a reconciliation is atonement. That's been my experience as well. Some people jump right to the reconciliation and wondering why later down the line the relationship has exploded again. Well, because people did not make atonement. Atonement consists of people having to come together and fully acknowledging their part of the uh, breakup, their part of the growing in different directions. Whenever people are coming together and pointing fingers you should have done this, done this. You you did that. You should have done. That's just. There's not going to be a coming together. There cannot be because you have you that right there. There's putting people that that's putting people at odds because you have that causes division. You have one person still blaming the other person, or they're blaming the other person, whereas the other person is clearly doing things to move forward, to 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 grow, to to continue to thrive. But they're dealing with a person who wants to continue to have a toxic, unhealthy relationship with him or her. This is a toughie because there you have it. You have a person who's outgrowing an unhealthy relationship and they're doing what it takes to continue to not have a dysfunctional relationship with anyone on the planet. But that person that still wants to have a dysfunctional relationship with him or her feels entitled to their energy. Sounds familiar? Yeah, a lot of to a lot of you this does sound familiar because you're dealing with, with perhaps a sibling, a parent, a grandparent, uh, or a family member uh, during the holiday season who feels strongly, I mean strongly entitled to your energy and uh to use it as they see fit. Now that sounds gross. It sounds unfair. It sounds quite toxic and dysfunctional. It sounds low vibrational because you have one person who's saying, Hey, I want to relate to you in a more positive way. And the other person saying, no, I, I don't want to relate to you in a more positive way. I want to continue the buckery. I want to continue the BS. And I want us to continue to, uh, relate to each other in such a low vibrational way. So what do you do in that situation? Yeah, it's, it's pretty tough. But this is what's happening with some people right now in, in these, you know, in their relationships during this holiday season. You have some people who are not taking no for an answer. They feel strongly entitled to your energy and to use it as they see fit. Unfortunately, it is in a very low vibrational, toxic way. And you are saying no more. That is enough. You're not going to continue to uh, loan your energy to such interactions. You're, you're, you're just not, you're choosing to not do that. And guess what? As an adult, you have every right to do that. You have every right to say, you know what? I, I don't, I'm not interested in, you know, yeah, I'm not interested in this. This is not healthy for me. It's draining my energy. I feel uh, energetically heavy. This is this is a burden. My health is being compromised because when you think about that type of dynamic, aren't you not being emotionally influenced to save, fix, or rescue someone else? Think about it. You're the one carrying the relationship. So you, yes, you have every right to make that choice and say, you know what, uh, this is not good for me. 
So let me thrive forward. I'm choosing to do what it takes to do that now. I'm I'm choosing. The other person, they don't have to accept. They don't have to, you know, I, I would like for them to respect and accept my choice, but they're not doing that. Because every time I turn around, I'm getting a phone call or I'm getting unwarranted visits, packages, gifts, or what have you, when I've made it very clear that this relationship is over. Now, I'm just kind of going down. I'm running this down because I know a lot of you going through this right now, or you have gone through it. And perhaps it caused you to feel what? Guilty. It had you going back and forth in your mind. No, no, no. The narcissist wants you to do that, by the way, to walk around feeling effed up about you're making the choice to move forward. Because remember, I mentioned at the beginning of this episode that narcissists count on your fears. Okay? So that guilt becomes the excuse not to thrive forward. They don't want you to thrive forward, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, I, I know I'm not really a preacher to the, I'm not trying to really be preacher here. I may be coming off that way, but I'm speaking sincerely. I'm speaking from experience. That That's the revelation. That is one of the aims. And that is to have you feeling guilty, bent up in a pretzel, and second guessing your choice to have a full life without narcissists, without narcissist relationships, really, okay? Because you really can't control who anybody chooses to be. Case in point, the point I just made right there, the narcissist cannot force you to be someone that you do not choose to be. So for some of you, this may be a little bit uncomfortable to make the adjustment to exist on this planet as a person who no longer chooses to have narcissist relationships. That's that's quite a that's going to be an adjustment. That's going to be a challenge. But okay. Are you up for it? Are you up for that challenge? Because that's reflective of growing. Some people call it growing pains. It's going to take adjustments for you to become accustomed to existing to existing on this planet as a person who no longer chooses to invest in narcissistic relationships. I challenge you to go over that statement I just made over and over the rest of this holiday season. We have New Year's coming up. Okay. Uh, write that down. Look at it before you go to bed at night. And first thing when you wake up, look at it. And of course, challenge yourself. Okay, some of you, it may not be a big challenge to do this, but start the day with gratitude. Who are you? What do you embrace today? What do you reflect? Where are you? Okay, these are very profound, I think, critical questions. And something else I want you guys and gals to notice. All the while that you're choosing to make a choice and you're engaged in what's going on with you, guess what's not going on? Brace yourself. Wait for it. You're not giving energy to the narcissist. You're not focused on pleasing him or her. Wow. That's a bomb drop. That's a mic drop right there. You're not even doing that. You're too busy what? Living your own life on your own terms without the narcissist's permission. Mic drop. (laughs) Okay? And you keep on doing that and you're not going to have time to feel guilty when the narcissist want to try to make you feel guilty for doing something that is so healthy. And even if it wasn't healthy, yeah, I'm going to go there. Even if it wasn't very healthy for you, what business is it of the narcissist what you choose as an adult to do with your life, with yourself? Yeah. 
and vice versa. The narcissist's pain and anguish is none of your business, so stay out of it. I didn't mean to make it sound like I'm being mean when I say that, but I'm actually telling the truth of what I've discovered. When I stop making it my business, whoo, then I can handle my business. Feel me? When I stop making the narcissist feelings, ego, whatever, pain, anguish, when I stop making it my business, I got down to business. Another mic drop. That guilt trip is a trip. And then some. Because a narcissist will use it. If they perhaps feel like that's the last thing they have to try to control you, ladies and gentlemen, mark my words, they will use it and use it and use it again. If that's, if they really, because it's called, to me, it's, it's a sign of, them perhaps being a little uh, thirsty or uh, desperate because they, they, they're probably feeling that you're outgrowing that relationship and they're losing you. See, they can't control you anymore like they used to. So when you accept that you have outgrown that relationship, it's very powerful. And when you start to see the value in detachment without disconnecting from self, That's what that looks like. You're choosing something that's very good for you without the narcissist's permission and you're walking away without feeling guilt. That's what that looks like. So that is the gift I would love for you guys and gals to give yourself this holiday season. And it's the gift that will just continue to keep giving. And and I, and I, I, I get it. Some of you are emotionally feeling it right now perhaps even energetically because let's not make any mistake connection is real connection with others that's that's real it's part of the human experience no one's denying that i'm not suggesting or advocating you walk around like a a person who's one who's an island to themselves of course not the point that i'm making is you have the power within to make these choices of about who or what you allow in your life. Okay, you you have that choice. Now, some of you may be saying, well, what about, you know, it's family and uh, 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 they've done this or they've done it. Uh, and what about, see, there you go, guilt. It's got you ensnared again. It's got you entrapped, stuck in the sunken place again of the narcissist relationship. Now, what if the narcissist or the person who has a narcissistic tendency that is maligning, in other words, it is dangerous even to themselves, not just to others. And this is a, okay, this is a family, right? And they're not accepting that you have chosen to thrive forward. In other words, you're not going to have that toxic, dysfunctional relationship with them. You love and care about them. However, you see that they are still running the same program. You're not running the same program. See, they're not accepting that you have gotten down to your business. You're minding your own business. You're you're getting down to your own business and not theirs. And they don't like that. They're accustomed to treating you a certain way. They're accustomed to you responding and behaving in a certain way. And those days are gone. I want you guys and girls to understand something. There are some people in your life that's not going to accept that. They're not going to like that. This quote unquote new you. They're not going to They're not. And the bottom line is a lot of us have died to narcissist relationships. We've died to it. It's gone. Kaput. It's gone. Okay? We're, no. Brand new day, right? New attitude, whatever you want to call it. And there are some people in our past, I'm just speaking in general, who still perceive us as that person that they can manipulate, control. They have a strong sense of entitlement to our energy without our say. That's very disturbing. I don't know about you guys and gals, but that's very disturbing. I find that to be very uh, unsettling when a person is looking at me. Like it's almost like it's almost like they have 
they have chosen you as an object of their obsession in their world. So that is just another way of how I describe this a lot in my videos, how a narcissist creates a false image of everyone that they obtain source supply from in order to tolerate them to obtain the source supply. They have to create a false image. Narcissists have several false images of which they wear their mask. They shapeshift, okay? They're like a chameleon. So of course, it's not a far stretch to imagine how they will create false images of those that they're interacting with in order to obtain source supply. Isn't it really just, you know, just, just sometimes you just, you, you have to scale back and look at the whole picture. And sometimes we just have to get out of our egos. Don't lose the ego because the ego, you know, of course it serves a purpose, but sometimes we just gotta, you know, set it aside for a minute and scale back and look at that. Sometimes we gotta get out of our feelings because when we're in our feelings, the narcissist is in control. I'm going to repeat that. Sometimes when a narcissist is in control, I'm just going to rephrase, rephrase it. Sometimes when a narcissist is in control, that's a reflection of us being in our feelings. So how is that going to work? You're in your feelings and the narcissist is in control. Don't work. That's another way that they work that guilt on you. You're feeling guilty. How are they feeling? Probably not guilty. <laughs> okay? Because they're projecting that onto others. Narcissists tend to project their shame, guilt, embarrassment, all the, the feelings and things that they don't want to feel onto others. That's the sole basis of a narcissist relationship. That's the interaction. That's the theme of the relationship. One of the themes of the relationship. They're projecting onto others. It's almost like they're vomiting on others and blaming others for it. Like it's almost like they vomit on you, yet they've been drinking all night. And then when they vomit and they vomit on you, they're blaming you for it. Yeah, go figure, right? But when you think about how the narcissist relationship goes, this happens a lot, doesn't it? They do something, they make choices, but they uh, somehow you're the blame. It's, or, it's your fault. You're carrying that relationship. So I know I just went over a couple of tools with you, and I certainly hope that those tools are going to be helpful, right? I know that it's been helpful for me. Sometimes I still have to practice it, but the last tool I just gave, just to remind, okay, managing expectations. Very important. Manage your expectations. Okay, or that was tool number two, managing your expectations. I think that's the most, prof that's why I went back to that one. That one is the most profound out of the other two tools. Manage your expectations. The narcissist is a, narciss is a narcissist personality. A narcissistic personality is a rigid personality. It's not flexible. It's fixed. So therefore, don't be surprised when they're not accepting your choice to move forward and not have a relationship with them anymore. So they're going to continue to say and do things that will reflect that. They will may, they may do the smear campaigning. They may try to recruit flying monkeys, people to go against you. And they may try to taint your image, <laughs> whatever. That kind of goes into them creating a false image of you in order to tolerate you long enough to get the, the source from you. All these things. But remember, they're doing this when it comes to everybody. It just may not look like it from your perspective, but they're doing this when it comes to everyone. This is how they relate. Narcissists have a style of relating to people. That's what's most problematic, the way they relate to people. But uh, yeah, yeah, uh, just remember, when you make that choice, you have every right to make the choice. It's not up to you how they feel and what they think and what they choose after that point. So you don't have to feel energetically and spiritually and emotionally stuck. It's a frame of mind. See, it starts in the mind, not the behind. I challenge you to change your mind today and look at that situation differently. I'm Cassandra, and I certainly hope you have enjoyed this episode. Until next time, take care of yourself. Friendly reminder, you can go to YouTube and find me on the Luminous Star channel. Take care. Mwah.